Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast. Big interview. Hashtag stay strong. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now is the penultimate big interview, hashtag stay strong series. Uh, tonight, I'm with the Hearts Advertiser guys, um, a fantastic league that's recently joined us on uh, All Around the Leagues, led by a contributor, uh, Sharpie from Blacksmiths, um, a team that's sadly folding at the end of the season, but I think all the players are going uh, somewhere else. So we'll still have Sharpie on the team, I hope, next season. He's done a fantastic job and I've learned a lot about the league in a very short period of time. Tonight I'm joined by Alan, Andy, Swanee and James from their respective clubs, well, uh, Welling Warriors, Borenwood Social Club, Mermaid FC and Beehive Reserves. Good evening gentlemen, how are you doing? Good evening. Yeah, very, very well, good very evening. Good. Thanks for joining us tonight. We had a Thanks show. We had a show on Monday called Up North, but I think all of you guys are further north than all the teams that we actually had on. So <laughs> <laughs> apart from one who was in Chester, uh, all the rest of them was from Reading and Slough and, and North London. So I think all of you guys are more north. Maybe this should be the up north show. Uh, so but again, thank you for uh, coming on and thanks for Sharpie uh, for organising your attendance tonight. It's really good to have the league on. We like to give as much coverage to as many of our leagues as we possibly can because... Um, some of our listeners think that football just, uh, grassroots football just belongs in South East London, uh, where we started with the SE Dons and, and under the radars of the world. Um, but the Hearts Advertiser, uh, from what I've seen, is a fantastic league. So what we're going to do now is just go around uh, all the guests and introduce yourselves. We'll start with you, um, Alan, from, from Welling Warriors. Uh, you're also a committee member. Tell us a bit about your involvement in your club uh, and the committee of the Hearts Advertiser. So, hi everybody, um, I'm Alan Johnston. I'm representing Well and Warriors and the Hearts Ad Committee on the show tonight. Um, well and Warriors have been going from 2008 we were formed and we played Saturday football up until 2017. And then it got to the stage with a lot of boys that have been playing in the team together for a long time. They started to have, they started to have families, young kids and they were not allowed to get out all day on a Saturday anymore. So yeah. Sunday football seemed like the, the best choice, Sunday mornings. So we moved to Sunday mornings. We had a look about a few different um, Sunday leagues and the Hartsad league seemed well run. It seemed like it was it was growing. And so we decided to join there. We went, we've been in that four years now. Two years, we only had one club. And then the start of last season, we, we made a reserve team. Um, so... Yeah. Fantastic. Going really well. We're enjoying it. I've got the role of chairman, secretary, former manager, treasurer, and I'm a, a current player for the reserves as well. So, wow. <laughs> um, you don't need any more jobs to do then, do you? Yeah, hopefully I can get somebody to give me a hand this year and help out. And at the beginning of last season, I volunteered to help out with the committee. They, I mean, the committee do a fantastic job. There is seven or eight of them. And I think now I'm the I'm the youngest by about thirty years. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've come in to, I've come in to help a little bit with the 
the tech side of it, social media, and um, see if I can get a few more, few more younger members on to take the mantle and help out the league to to move forward. Fantastic. Uh, over to you, Swanee from Mermaid FC. Yeah, hi, very good evening, gents. Andrew, thanks so much for having us. No yeah, problem. the Mermaid FC. Um, we were uh, we were formed in uh, 2008, and we play at the uh, Mermaid Pub on Hatfield Road. Fantastic uh, set of lads I've got, I've got down there. A N- number of the lads have been with the club right, right from the start, so we've really built something special down there. Great, great spirit, great culture at the club. Um, I'm, I'm chairman, manager, coach, and I've got uh, l- lucky enough to have a, a really great team around me. I've got Andy Pollock, who's the club secretary, Ricky Wright, who's assistant manager and committee member, and Tony Clark, who's also on the um, on the committee with me. So we're uh, really lucky to have those guys. And they've they've all been um, with the club right right from the get go. So um, yeah, it, it runs in our blood. Um, the Mermaid FC pub on uh, Hackford Road. That's our HQ. So uh, that, that they look after us. They feed us uh, after the games and serve us a pint or a cup of coffee, um, whichever whichever we choose. Uh, the, we, we we love the league. Um, I've been associated and attached to sort of football, grassroots, um, non-league football all my life. And the Hearts advertise the Sunday Football League is is, is special um, in in the way that you know we've got just just a super group of lads, great football. So uh, couldn't couldn't be happier. Um, and that's the Mermaid FC. Fantastic. Andy from Boreham Wood Social Club. Tell us a bit about the club. Uh, thanks for the invite, Andrew. Appreciate it, mate. No um, so I'm Andy. We run uh, Boreham Wood Social Club. Um, I've only took over as manager of this season. Um, previous years, talk about 10 years ago, I played for the club. So it's been a very, very well-run club for a very, very long time. Um, originally, we joined the St Albans League in 2012. Um, but we were predominantly playing in the Barnet League um, probably since about 1966. So we're talking, originally it's called Elliot's and it's a very, very old club. Um, and predominantly, the, most of the players stay there for a long time when they do join anyway. Um, got a really good foundation, really good set of lads, uh, a good combination of some older lads, a good, good experienced players. Uh, mixing with a few young lads. Uh, we're currently third in Division 1, which uh, is a decent league. Yeah. Uh, I thought we are. We had a pretty good season. Um, prior to this season, me and James, actually, we ran our own team, which was the reserve team to uh, Sharpies and the Blacksmiths of previous seasons. So, me and James know each other for a long time as well. We ran teams and... Yeah, we've done really well out of it and we both went our own path and Jim's doing really well with his team and, and I'm really doing well with my lads. And again, yeah, it's, it's been a difficult lockdown and obviously very, very soft start. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been good as eventful and yeah, glad to get back playing next week, mate. Absolutely. Did you win your game before lockdown? <laughs> no, we played off of the league, no. So we went out on a whimper, but... I was going to say, you could have held the longest unbeaten stretch of any Boreham Wood social club manager, stretching through that. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. No. <laughs> we're, we're a good foundation, so previously dealt with by a guy called John Starnes, who played for the club for years and years and years. Um, and he's sort of got three or four brothers that played for them and family members. The dad's still playing. Gary, I think he must be about 62 and still makes the odd sub appearance, which Fantastic. bloody hell, fair play to him. So, so, yeah, that's us. I hope to be refereeing at 62, let alone playing. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> fair, play to, fair play to him. 
So, James, over to you, ex ex stable mate of Andy, as he's just uh, yeah. said. Uh, tell us a bit about <laughs> Beehive, Beehive Reserves. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much again uh, for inviting me. That's um, really kind of you, and uh, really happy to be able to give some positivity and stuff like that about the league and the football and all that sort of stuff that we're yeah. about to hopefully experience over the next few weeks. But um, yeah, managing Beehive Reserves at the moment. So been in the league since uh, last year, um, started it up um, probably, yeah, sort of August last year, uh, May last year, something like that. Years before I had been um, managing with Andy for Blacksmith's third team um, and uh, probably been in and around the leagues for something like, like 10 or so years used to play in the league and then sort of went on to management when I was too old and fat to continue. Um, so had decided to just sort of take up a management position with uh, with Andy over at Blacksmith Reserves. Like you said, sort of went um, separate paths and stuff like that and we took uh, half of the sort of players over a bit, um, from the old um, Blacksmith team oh, over to the Beehive Reserves. Um, and the Beehive were, they run a very successful first team and they were just looking for sort of additional players to kind of field into the first team when they were short. And also we were kind of looking to do the same thing when we were short. Um, it just made perfect sense. And I had a call from uh, Ben Conrad, who's been around in the leagues. He actually features on like the front of the 60th anniversary Hearts um, Advertiser booklet. Um, and he scored God knows how many goals. And when he called me, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. As long as you play up front for us, we'll be absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, so been been running it since last year, but like I say, in and around the leagues for quite a while, um, and just really looking forward to getting back. I think um, everyone's missed it. I think you, we we touched a little bit before the uh, recording started about sort of mental health and stuff like that, and it's it's a massive part of what we do in Sunday League, um, and I think everybody in the team has missed playing football, yeah. um, missed just that camaraderie around. The, I mean, with COVID, you can't have the change of rooms and stuff like that, but obviously just being out on the pitch together, just having that beer afterwards uh, just means a, a hell of a lot to a lot of people. So really excited to get it back. I was excited to see we might get changing rooms for the last six weeks of the season if we uh, if we play to the end of June. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> when we yeah. don't need them. When we don't no, need them. we've shown that we don't need them. <laughs> well, look, I, with the, the, the smell of deep heat travels much better in a changing room than it does on in the, outs, in the outside air. That can't beat that smell. That's all, I've, I've missed that. Yeah, it is one of those. It's one of those smells, along with bad burgers and and crap <laughs> and crap hot dogs or something that you do. You do sort of miss the smell. Um, I don't. I don't. I love well, that smell. It's all. <laughs> it's all the mixed aromas that make you miss. Absolutely. Uh, so, guys, the league. Um, this is sort of the opportunity for people that haven't uh, haven't done their research uh, to learn a bit about the league. Uh, Alan, probably you're the best person to tell us uh, about the structure I mean, and, the, and, the, and the setup sorry. of the league. I'll know, I'll know a bit about it, but these these boys that you've got with you this evening have they've they've been in the league a lot longer than me. They'll be able to they'll be able to correct any mistakes. Okay, I mean. let's, yeah, let's, let's go for it. I mean, yeah, I mean what's what's the I'm divisional said, setup? How many how many teams in each division? How many divisions have you got? Uh, that type of stuff. So we've um, we've been going. The league's been going for sixty years, as I think we just said. So this is a, this is the sixtieth year, and it's a, a bit Brilliant. unfortunate that it's been it's been disrupted in, in yeah. such a way. But we've just got to get on with it. So sixty years it's been going on. The, the the committee, I said, they're all they've all been with the league for a long, long time. For example, our our press secretary Brian Hubble, who's put together the 
the anniversary book that's been mentioned. He's he's eighty five. I hope he doesn't mind me um, sharing his age online, but um, he's eighty five and he's been he's been with the league since the beginning Brilliant. sixty years ago. Um, I, I think that's just that's just amazing. Fantastic that commitment. Um, we've got we've got what have we got four divisions at the moment. Division Premier Division one, two, three, four. Actually, we've got fifty teams. Premier one, two, three, and four. I think at the height of the the popularity of the league, when it had its most teams, there was a Prem one, two, three, four, and five, and that's something we are we are looking to get back to. Yeah, we we've this year we put a lot of work in the committee into trying to get those leagues to be as competitive as possible. We found that many a year there was a team that just ran away with yeah most of the divisions and. I think I think we've we've done a decent job this year. We've got most of the leagues are are quite competitive. There's a few teams going for the title still with what nine, ten games to, to play. And we've got a good bit of interest in joining for next year. I think we've got ten or eleven clubs looking to sign up to join us next year. So hopefully we'll get that extra division. So it's the Barnet League and the East Hearts League, is that your two sort of neighbouring is that the main neighbouring leagues or the biggest sort of neighbouring leagues or is there, there are yeah I would, I would say so we've got a couple of teams that that border them but I mean all all three of the leagues seem to be growing it seems to be Sunday league football seems to be on the up again after losing out to five aside and seven aside during the week for, yeah. for so many years yeah we've got to give a is shout out got to give a shout out to John at the Barnet League who's done a fantastic job also part of our um, contributing team he doesn't record the show but he's very much involved on, on our contributors group and John is uh, seems to have done a fantastic job for the Barnet League, but less about them. Uh, James, John's been a John's been a massive help to me actually. He's okay. um, anytime I've needed a bit of advice or whatever, he's always on the end of the phone. So thanks for that, John. Yeah, he's a top bloke. It seems he was an Arsenal fan. He's a top bloke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just picking on that, you just, sorry, sorry, Andrew. Just, just, on, I'll just say, just picking on that point of Alan there about the uptake and the growth of the leagues with the last sort of eighteen months. We've really seen a, a, a major increase in, in, in the in the young, younger guys coming back into the game. Mm. So the uh, so the the, the 19s, 20s, 21s, 22s, 23s who, who seemingly sort of fell out of love with the game or, or just just didn't weren't treated right. We, we've we've picked up some really super young young lads um, over the last last season and really encouraged by the fact that they're getting their mates back and and we, we're we're growing from the bottom again, which which is absolutely fantastic. I think I think to add to that point as well that. Um... Someone he's just made is just that, like someone like um, uh, Alan doing the like social media aspect of it and all that sort of stuff is like obviously the league at the you know the last sort of say like even five ten years ago probably didn't have access to these people because they're sat on their phones quite a lot and social media is quite a big thing to you know to be on at the moment. So someone like Alan being able to sort of tweet out or put on Instagram you know the fixtures and goals of the month and stuff like that just gets people interested a little bit more and people are sort of buzzing about it now and as you know, there's a lot more talk about Sunday league football, so it's a credit to Alan really to uh, to be able to keep that going. Absolutely, also, you seem to forget as well that obviously a lot of the games are recorded now. Um, yeah. So nobody likes big-headed people, but seeing them score goals and uh, and let's face it, some of the terrible defending and uh, or the goalkeeping, which I would know a lot about, being pretty horrendous, or you see the excellent goals. You'll never see that because also you're not ever playing on the same pitch as all these other people. So yeah. it's good to see that, and the, and also as well to see the standard of it as well. Yeah. You see some fantastic goals, fantastic 
defending, goalkeeping, etc. There's lots of stuff there that people don't realise that they see. And because that goes out on social media, again, touching on what Alan, um, Swanee and James said, is that that brings almost like, the young lads back in. Yeah. That, I know it sounds stupid, but seeing like little videos and clips, they almost think, oh, I want a bit of that yeah. kind of thing. And then almost like showing people what they can do and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's refreshing to see. And um, I'm just glad it went around in my time because there'll be a few flying past me. <laughs> well, well, I think what it must be said is that all the YouTube side of grassroots football, the teams that do it seem to get some seem to get stick, but um, it seems to be engaging a new generation of, of of young men or women coming through and wanting to play grassroots football because even if it's to to try and emulate their favourite player from SE Dons, from Takers, from Rising ballers, whoever it, whoever it may be, um, it's engaging kids with with um, grassroots football again, especially Sunday mornings. So we have to take our hat off to them. Obviously, there's hundreds of other teams that don't do it and that don't get the plaudits, um, but and they're all doing their work behind the scenes and keeping Sunday football going as well. Um, but those YouTube teams that are doing what they do and getting massive audiences and and reinvigorating it. Uh, for everyone else, uh, we must take a hat off to them, but also I'm keen to to give a nod to all the other hundreds of teams uh, that are doing their bit as well. Um, we're all doing our bit for grassroots football. Um, I'm so pleased to see it growing. Most places are growing. It was a, there was a, a, a few a few leagues probably 10 years ago that were either merging or, or folding because they were losing numbers. And, and now we like to see uh, leagues are growing and, and that's a fantastic sign. Hopefully this latest lockdown and the economy and stuff won't kill too many Sunday league clubs. I'm not sure too many of them rely on spectators and that type of thing to survive. Um, luckily, um, I think Sunday football will um, come out of this more unscathed than our, than our, um, our brothers on a Saturday, who probably uh, we may see a few clubs having to tighten the purse strings, drop, drop down a level or two to be able to, to keep their clubs going. But Sundays, we're fine, I think. And uh, long may that continue. Uh, boys, the restart. Obviously, you, you were a league that got all your got all your business done early, it seemed. And, and um, Sharpie was telling us about the, the Good Friday games and, and all that. I think he had four, three games in four days or something like that. In, 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 in five, five games, five games in nine days or something. He's got like, <laughs> yeah, two double headers in a, in a normal game. Uh, the, use of, the usage of... Um, Good Friday to me seems sensible. It's a day that that's doing that's no no one really does anything, especially not at the moment. It seemed a really good idea to use that day. I'm all for that. Um, tell us a bit about the restart and, and uh, how the Alan probably again, sorry, uh, how the league sort of came to its came to the the way of restarting it did. Well, that's um, the the idea for the Good Friday games actually came from from Pete Fisher, who's been who's been on a committee for a long long time so mm. that that experience he says it's been done before so why not why not put the option out to the clubs and our our restart has been so smooth just down down to the the clubs the the commitment of the clubs and i think they've got a decent amount of faith in us just making the right decision in the interest of football they have they go they go along with with what we what we end up thinking is best i've seen a I've seen a few other leagues get them get themselves into a lot of arguments by putting out the vote for how do you think the yeah. league should be finished, and then you have a lot of conflicting um, ideas, and it it just it does descend into 
not a very nice situation. Did you give the but, clubs um, a vote, or did you just put them? Did you just put them? No, we um, we just um, we just made the decision similar to similar to last season. We were given the given the power by the FA last year to say whether to go points per game or null and void. And too many of the divisions were just too close to award award it on points per game. There was yeah. there was a couple that was harsh on who were flying away with the league, but the other ones. We had to we had to be consistent across yep. each of the divisions, yep. and we um we said we 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 null and voided the leagues last year, but we continued the cups because they were at a stage that we could get them finished this season. We've managed to finish two of them so far, and we've two more finals to go when we restart. So the emphasis was on the the cups last year, and then we said because of that, we didn't start any cups this season, and we we said that we'll focus on the leagues and we will not null and void the leagues again. So when the when they told us we had another what, 12, 13 weeks to do, it was a priority to get the leagues finished. And we said right to the clubs, we're going to finish them. You can have the option to play Good Friday, Easter Sunday. You can do double headers if you both agree. We won't force you to do them, but we will get it finished. And the, the clubs have been fantastic. The sponsors have been quick and just have got on with it. So it's, it's great. Fantastic. Guys, what's the clubs? What's the clubs' views of the of the way that the league did it? The, the, they arranged the Restart, Swanee. Let's start with you. Yeah, the the, the fact that it's it's just all happening just speaks speaks so so loud, so loudly about how how smooth the transition's been. I mean, yeah. all, all credit to the committee. They've they've, they've been engaging in in, in 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 a positive way. The information that we've been provided with has been spot on. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm I just yeah, can't 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 fault them. It's, it's just been that the approach has been professional, honest. And, and 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 we're starting up, and people, people, and we're going to play football. So um, the, the outcome is magic. What does the what does the restart mean to you, Swanee? That we've actually going to we're actually going to start <laughs> well, again. I, I tell, well, I tell you what it means means to me. I, I, I I'm just I, I'm just like cool spring, just so excited to, to to see the boys again. Get 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 fill the motor up with all the uh, all the equipment. Get get the Get the uh, poles in, get the nets up, and 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 just just start playing, just just breathe, breathing again, winning, uh, enjoyment, um, just 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 get getting everything going again. Um, it, you know, we've we've been we've done some great initiatives during during lockdown, and probably get onto them about we keeping the boys going. But yeah. once once we were able to tell the boys we're going, there was just a, a wave of excitement, um, sort of a, across the whole of St. Albans and Hertfordshire, the, the fact that we, we were going again, you just feel it, so, you know, everyone was just so, so happy and uh, and, and relieved um, to, to get going again. Fantastic. Andy, the boys at, at Boreham Wood Social Club are raring to go, they're all well-oiled machines, fit and ready. ready <laughs> no, to... not fit, not fit, <laughs> I can assure you. Um, well-oiled, yes, but not fit, I can assure you. No, um, it, in all honesty, it's fantastic, isn't it? Um, there's so much doom and gloom the last year, so to actually sprinkle it with some positivity, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. And just to give some people to look forward to, it's so important. Like, I know it sounds, and people won't take this for granted anymore. Um, basics from, like, Sunday League football, lads beating up with each other, having a drink, having a laugh. We're, we're a big team about socialising, and making an effort to see each other after the game, if anything, is made a real point of, and that's what we want to. We look forward to that more than usual, more than anything else. Um, so, and more importantly, just get people back to normality. It's a sign of people things getting back to normal, yeah. and that's what we want at the end of the day. And 
Um, can't wait to get going. Like the league have been, well, and also so they've got obviously uh, corporate the councils obviously got to be really good as well because they've got other pitches in in good nick as well. So they've obviously been in good communication with them. So real, real credit to both council and obviously uh, Alan and the committee because. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm sure all the other guys here and have that some of them, like you said, unfortunately can't get going because of different reasons. And, and we're fortunate that we can get back some normality. And yeah, can't wait to get going to be moaning again from the sidelines, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for someone to moan at me, to be honest. And I'm the one out there on my own. James, was there was there a time when you thought maybe this restart wouldn't, wouldn't happen? We've, we've got to... January, end of January, did it? Did we really truly believe that we'd be restarting the football season? Um, I think there was probably an, sort of a kind of an air of like, we don't really know what's going on, to be fair. To be fair, the committee have kept us updated the whole time, so it's not that. It's more kind of like from a, a government position, like we didn't yeah. really know what was going to be happening over the next couple of months. Um, I work in the NHS, so I've got like access to kind of most of the things that are going on with this whole like vaccine rollout thing. So I was keeping my like team up to date quite often, um, but we didn't really know to be fair. But it's just like has been said across the kind of um, across the teams there. It's, it's keeping like keeping us informed. So the committee keeping us informed has kind of made it just a smooth transition. Like all the fixtures are up, the referees are sorted. Literally, we just turn up and we just go. It's a bit like when you're managing aside really isn't it and I'm sure the other guys can kind of attest to this that when you're a manager aside the guys just turn up you, you know they, they, they do a great job on the pitch and all that sort of stuff but they tell you do like the organizer and that's what the committee do for all of those clubs so there's 50 odd clubs that they've got to do that for um so yeah it's been a, a very sort of smooth transition from stopping to kind of starting and it's it's no one's you know no one's fault or anything and the guys have been really understanding um, I think we're just raring to go. We just can't wait to get going. I get messages pretty much every day. When are we starting? When are we starting? So to be actually able to give them a date um, has been great. And yeah, just really ready to go now. What are you doing? Is anyone having friendlies from Monday onwards or is it training? Oh, we've got just... friendlies booked Monday to Friday. Then we're playing on a Sunday. There probably will be, there will be teams out there that are doing it, but uh, we're... Um, we're training a couple of times next week. We're not actually playing over the uh, like Good Friday or uh, Easter Monday. We're, we're just playing on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, just due to availability, even having that amount of time out, it's still hard to get people together on a specific date, no matter how long you've been off for. Um, unfortunately, it's just you know, like Alan said earlier, people with kids and stuff like that over the yeah. Easter weekend, especially. Um, they, I mean, people can't really go anywhere as such, but they might have made plans at home or whatever it might be. So. Yeah, we're going to train a couple of times and then uh, head out on the Sunday. Any other boys, Swanee? What are yeah. you boys we, doing? We've been making, um, yeah, we've been making, uh, well, I've been making really good use of uh, the, the, the uh, Verulam Park. Been running what uh, one to ones up there with, with most of the most of the guys. They've been they've, they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, the guys have responded really well. It's been great fun. It, re it really has. Alan, um, Alan's so. shaking his head. I don't know. I, don't know why. <laughs> I, invite, I invited Alan to one. Yes, you'll struggle. You'll struggle to find a more dedicated manager coach than Swanee in any Sunday. Any that, any is, football team. that is pure I, dedication. Swanee. I saw what, what is going on there. I saw his um. I saw his Strava. His Strava activity for Sunday was five hours of um. Five hours of setting cones, putting them up. He'd covered fifteen k. It must have been uh, <laughs> and then he went for a walk later on in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, look, I mean, the, it was something that, that I, I I said to the guys. I, I, I'm I'm up for it. 
are you up for it? And 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 it's 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 been been brilliant. Being you know, some some someday. How somebody can do it at your age, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> maybe he wanted to make it. Maybe he wanted to make a few quid, lads. The, the pure passion. The pure, and 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 yeah, so, and, and we're back at the uni. We're back at the uni on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday night. So uh, again, that's uh, that's that's a real big milestone. That is to get back down there. So really, uh, really, really can't wait. Alan, we what are you, what are you guys up to? Machines. We 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 don't, we don't need to practice. We'll just, right, just and, then, and then we'll be ready to rock. Amazing. Alan, what you do? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So see what happens. <laughs> Go, mate. Um, Mallow, I, I, I couldn't get them to commit to a friendly with games on Friday and Sunday. I think that was mm. the. And I've got a few boys that play play Saturdays as well. I think they're going to squeeze a game in between that Friday and the Friday and the Sunday. So um, Friday's game might go well. Sunday, not so much. And we've got we've got a couple of pretty tricky fixtures on the Sunday. So um, yeah, against the uh, my first team are playing player packs who are looking to looking to win that that division one division two sorry and then um, the uh, the reserves have got wrestlers who are never never an easy team to play. Maybe you need to get onto player packs to get them some energy gels for their for your game on Sunday. <laughs> I use I use them. I speak to Elliot quite a bit on social media. He's a top guy, and um, just give them a little shout out. Really, I think they're getting into good things with charity and. And all that stuff as well. So they're a good, they're a good bunch. On on that note, sorry to interrupt you, mate. Um, no I mean, we've got really, really proud for the league that we've got so many teams that have been contributing so much to charity during during lockdown and before. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to miss a few out, but I've got a, I've got a little list here. I know that that Mermaid Mermaid did a a good bit of fundraising during lockdown to kind of motivate the team. They they contributed to Parkinson's. I'm sure Swan will correct me if I'm wrong. Well we Hampstead Wanderers, a new team for the league. They've they've been raising money for Calm. Calm, Brilliant. that's one of the ones I struggle to say. Um, player packs, obviously, they support M- MNDA, Harper yep. and Colts and Little Keith. They're, um, they were doing the Movember thing. They raised a lot of money for men's mental health there. Um, Phoenix. Phoenix are, are one of our mo- longest-serving clubs. They've got three teams in the divisions, and they did a. They set out to run 500 miles or complete 500 miles in the month of um, February. I think they ended up doing. Well, they, they, was it 500 thousand. miles or 500 miles more? What was it, Alan? Oh, give us a bus. Give us a bus. <laughs> I bet that's not the first time you've even heard that today, is it, Alan? <laughs> not at all, not at all. Uh, and they, they specifically chose 500 miles as well, just so you could shout them out. <laughs> I was I was going to ask if you did subtitles for a podcast. But, um... <laughs> Audio only. Audio only. We don't need, uh, we don't need subtitles. Uh, I understand you fully well. We've got a Scottish um, contributor on one of our shows, and I'm, I've got a a very Glas- I had a very Glaswegian uh, grandmother, so I, I, I don't struggle with, uh, with Scottish accents at all. She was very hard to understand. <laughs> uh, so let's have some predictions, boys, before we get on to our next section. For each of your teams, uh, tell us your division, uh, where, you think, where you think you boys will finish and who do you think your, your competitors are in that division. We'll start with Alan. Um, so my, <clears throat> my first team... My first team are in Division Two, Wellin Warriors. I play for the reserves, so I'm not I'm not good or quick enough to play for the first team anymore. But um, that that's one of the that's one of the most competitive divisions out of the out of the five. We've mm-hmm. got player packs of 
have joined the league this year and they've got they've got I mean off the mark really well. They haven't lost a game. I think they've won one seven and drew two. So they will be hard hard to catch. But I think there's five five teams in that division that could beat anybody on their day. You get Pinewood, Little Heath, um, ourselves, Wellham Warriors and um, Wheat Hampstead 89 who have been a long serving team in the league. So that will be it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, if we get one over on player packs on Easter Sunday, it'll, it'll burst that league right open. Yeah. And uh, the reserves are in the reserves in the bottom division struggled last year in their first season just to get making that jump from one team to a second team and getting the players in and the commitment, the consistency is really hard. But um, we've we've survived and um, we're having a an okay season. Probably finish mid table, maybe maybe fourth or third if we get a, if we get a good run. But we've we've come up against a, a Hatfield seniors team that have that have won every game. They've played played nine one nine and they are yeah. they're going to rock that league. Lower division sharks, we like to call them on the last week's podcast. Uh, James, where do you think the BI reserve boys are gonna gonna end up this season? Um, we've had a bit of an up and down season. Um, first season in that particular league um, for us, so it's we're in Division Three. Um, we've got um, the Mermaid in there with us as well, so Swanee's team, and they're they're going very well. So we're we're fourth at the moment. Um, we've got you know we've got a good side, and we've it, it have have had some really bad injuries to some key players um, that have kept them out for quite a long time, and we're still even going back now. Um, probably still have three or four sort of long-term injuries to key players. But, yeah. um, I think if we can if we can go on a bit of a run, we can do well. I think we've we've lost a few games that we probably shouldn't have. Um, mm. We played Swanee's team on the first uh, game of the season. Absolutely no excuses. They came out of the blocks firing, but uh, we, we lost about four players, as Swanee can probably remember, to injury. And we were just like literally subbing people on and off into like different positions and all sorts. So a bit of a nightmare with injuries this season. But that aside, if we can go on a bit of a run, I think I think we can probably challenge for sort of second, third, something like that. I don't, I don't know if we'll be able to win from where we are realistically because we're uh, nine points behind the lead, um, and the team at the top have only lost one. Uh, I think Mermaid and, and Forza are probably going to be the two that are challenging for that title this year, um, if we're being realistic. And um, the team that we're playing on the Sunday TNF, they've got Forza Watford away, I think, on the first game uh, on Easter Friday. Um, so that'll be quite a key battle as well because they're kind of, TNF are kind of in and around that kind of mix as well. Um, but for our first season, I think I think we could have probably done a bit better. Um, but for our first season, I'll take sort of finishing second or third in that league because it's got again it's quite a competitive league. There's there's a lot of teams in there that probably could have done a little bit better. There's mm. there's some teams that you know could have done a little bit worse. But you know it's it's kind of like. Um, like we were just saying a second ago, one I think Alan was saying there, one two fixtures can sort of blow the blow the league apart a little bit. So I think anyone can beat anyone really. But yeah, probably Swanee will go on to say about his team in a second. But I think probably Mermaid and Forza will be will be challenging for that league title this year. What are the promotion places in the league, or does it depend on on new teams coming in? I think it's one and two. Is it Alan? Um, it would be normally. I mean, I think with um, I think with a potential ten new teams next year. We're not going to put ten those ten new teams in the bottom division. We'll be we'll be we will have to kind of work it again, and I mean, hopefully, in the next few years, we get a bit more consistent numbers, and we can have that two up, two down, and reward people for their, their good positions. What's the what's the view just before we go to Swanee, Swanee and Andy for their predictions? Uh, what's the 
is it to keep divisions smaller next season, just in case we have another another lockdown? I know some leagues are, are look have kept their numbers to eight per division, which which is really small. But they're looking like they're going to finish their season very easily uh, between now and uh, now and the end of June. Is that is that in the minds of the committee, or is it to go with the normal numbers? I mean, if we are if we're boosting to sixty teams and then we're cutting it to, to eight teams per division. Yeah. Because that gives us like seven and a half divisions. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's just, bit, it's not, it's no, not. No, obviously... I mean, it might just be a bit too much for the, if we're making that jump to 60 teams, we might want to just keep it as 10. I yeah. think when you've got 10 teams in a league, it does give you that variety. I've been in, I've been in divisions before <laughs> that are smaller and you just get bored of playing the same teams again and again. And then what happens if, we don't get another lockdown. You're finished. You're finished the league by the end of January. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. No, fair enough. I think yeah. um, it's just an idea. I, I don't know oh, how. Absolutely. I don't know if leagues are planning options in case there are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure any league worth their worth their salt will be making plans just in case we do get another a, a fourth wave or whatever flipping wave we we will have. God knows how many waves we've had. Uh, Swanee, tell us a bit of, uh, with Mermaid. What's your predictions for the season? Are you expecting to to take that trophy home at the end of the season? Hey, look, we were uh, we were running really hot um, before lock- lockdown, and um, everything I've seen from the uh, from the boys would indicate that we're gonna gonna um, come out firing. So uh, yeah, we're we're well up for it. Um, what I will say is the 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 leagues historically have always been very very competitive. Um, so you know, let's not take anything for granted. But we're absolutely going to uh, take Furza uh, right, right to the finishing line for sure. Um, I know, I know, my guys are so, so fired up, and, and, and they want it. So uh, we, 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 we're going to have it for sure. Um, and just two, you've got two games to play against them, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's going to be yeah. one of the leagues to watch. That yeah, I, so, I think uh, we've got a game as well against Mermaid and Forza. So we've got yeah, games against both of those teams in sort of third, fourth, um, third, fourth position as well. So that could, could be, be uh, that could be the game. Be yeah, exactly. It could be the papers. Going to be going to be very no, exciting. Be, yeah, we're good. And and we we I'm, I'm really proud as well because we we we're, we're launching a, a reserve team as well for for the 2020 uh, for the new season. Fantastic. So uh, I'm really pleased. So yeah, um, we are, we are up for it, and uh, we are we're, we're going to be going for it. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Confidence. Uh, Andy, what do you reckon for your boys? Uh, we've had a good good start to the season. Um, to be honest with you, we went, I think, massively under the radar. Um, nobody really fancies us ever. Um, when you see us turn up, you don't ever fancy us. We fancy ourselves. <laughs> so when you look at our team... Um, we're not like the, the fittest team in the world. We're just like you joked before. We're well oiled. Everyone knows their job. We've got just good, solid players that are playing that league. Um, we've got our biggest rivalry. We've got another Bournemouth derby in there. Bournemouth Rovers. Uh, they're new to the, the league. So they come from Barnet last year. Um, they're currently second. We're third. Um, we've got a five-point cushion uh, on the teams below us, though. Uh, with a game in hand, so it's it can go one way or the other. To be honest with you, I'm third. We've done really, really well to get there. Um, we just got to sort of just keep going with it, and we still got to play all the teams around us at the end of the season. Um, we've got the bottom team on Sunday, who predominantly actually beat us before the lockdown actually happened. So we we owe them one very long arms. Um, so, but obviously with everyone not playing for such a long time. Um, who knows what's going to happen at the end of the day? So, look, 
it is good that we're getting back playing and leagues and positions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But more importantly, we're getting the lads back together, get some normality, and and see where the season takes us at the end of the day. We've done well to get this far. We've got to strive to keep going forward and and just keep working from there. We've done ourselves in a good position already, so we just need to sort of uh, maintain it. And if I'd be happy if we finish third. Uh, realistically, fourth would probably be there or thereabouts, but we're one of the stronger ones in this division, 100%. Fantastic. Uh, forms out the window, so anyone looking at the league t- league tables now and thinking, God, mm. oh, they could be brilliant or they're bottom of the division, they're rubbish. Uh, that is a load of nonsense. It's a restart. It's a restart now. So whether you were whether you're on a nine game winning streak before lockdown or whatever, that that really has gone out the window completely. So it's exciting to hear that there's plenty to be played for. I think it's uh, it's pretty unfair though because Swanee set the bar with his five hours out on a Sunday morning. He's not, yeah. he's not told anyone he's been doing that until this podcast came on. <laughs> good, t- good timing. He's trying, he's, he's trying to scare his opposition. Don't worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone else be pulling up with hamstrings and also Swanee's running up and down the line. Roll on, roll off. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Literally roll on, roll off. You, don't, you definitely don't want Bear 11 on the first Sunday back, do you? Jesus. No, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for anyone who does have a Bear 11 or scraping 11 together first Sunday back after, after all this. What about you, Andrew, as a ref? How, how you? Uh, how's your mindset and how's. I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm excited to the point where next week I've got a game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then two on Sunday. I can't I can't wait I can't wait to get to get back to it to be honest and um I just I just love Sunday morning football I like to go out we'll get into the mental health we'll take this straight into the mental health section and the reason that I love Sunday morning so much is because you know Monday to Friday I work at a desk in my bedroom which I have done for the last um year obviously like all of us who have worked from home um I'm a dad so it's been either potty training my daughter or making drinks or putting food in my in my son's faces that's all they seem to want to do when they were off school trying to homeschool them so the, the the thought of having Sunday morning of that when you get in your car you drive to the game you're thinking about your pre-match or what you're going to do or what you're going to what you're going to think about in the game do your game have banter and that with the players get get the grief that you normally get and then shake hands after is, is what happens 99% of the time luckily and then having that time in the car after the game where you can think about all the mistakes you've made or things you might do differently next time or the good advantage that you played that led to a goal where you can self-congratulate yourself. There's not been too many opportunities like that to, to, to do over the last year. Let's be honest, it's been every day basically could be the same for the last year, be it a Sunday morning or be it a, a Thursday afternoon. It doesn't really matter what day it is. It's all been the same, especially for me. So... Um, I can't wait, and that's why I booked so many games. And you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be uh, getting out of the centre circle very much. I think by the by the Thursday <laughs> after doing three games in a row. But you know, um, it's going to be nothing, wouldn't you? At the end of the day, also well, your pockets are going to be a lot heavier from them pound coins you get, don't they? Not with my not with my my wife, mate. She's already spent it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good, mate. It's good that you um, you're looking forward to it. And, Again, like we obviously all we all collectively as teams, and we've got each other all around us in terms of um, the boys and stuff. Whereas you're your own man, you're your own team essentially. So it's good that you've got some sort of um, plan for yourself back in where you'll see back into refereeing and hopefully yeah, it's different. It's different for me, obviously, because of the podcast and 
I've managed to speak to people like you guys who I've never spoken to before tonight, which is fantastic. See some different faces, albeit via a, a laptop. I spoke to some teams in America uh, the other day. I've spoken to teams from Chester and Reading and Slough and uh, uh, in the East Hearts League next door to you guys uh, Monday. So I've spoken to all sorts of different people uh, during this podcast series. So for me, it's been easier. This podcast has helped me um, to stay normal. During the summer, we did a series called 50 Podcasts in 50 Days, where I spoke to 50 people uh, every every day for 50 days. And all these types of things, it, it helps me. So when people thank me for doing this podcast, I think, well, hang on a minute, it's actually helping me, keeping me stay sane. So all, all saying all the people that thank me I thank them for coming on and I thank you guys for coming on because this has been the breaking monotony um that, that during lockdown and so many people haven't got that and their mental health has suffered and um people have lost life lost their lives or lost their jobs or lost their uh, families and all this crap stuff that can happen uh that has happened through this lockdown period um we hear so many sad stories that um you know me being able to get up for a game of football is uh, is is easy, and some people hit a depression or, that they can't get out of, sadly. And uh, that's the those are the people that we need to sort of re- make sure we're reaching out for. What what measures have you guys taken as a club to to reach out to anyone that might need a bit of help? Alan, let's go with you again. I mean, one of the one of the things that I'm most proud of at my club is we we seem to have just a great bunch of boys that are open open to conversation. Like if you're if you're having a rubbish day or whatever, there's always somebody in the end of the phone that you can just reach out to. Hey, right, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Let's have a chat. We've um we kept we kept the team going by organising like the the occasional um Zoom Zoom quiz. I mean <laughs> that's been yeah. a, it's been the story of the year Zoom quizzes, but yeah. like just just an opportunity fire a few questions over and then just share a beer and um, have a chat. And knowing that somebody's always there to, to help you is absolutely brilliant. I mean, I can't, I can't wait to get to get started back playing football. I mean, what the that that Good Friday game is going to be amazing. But so is when as soon as the like the twelfth of April when the pubs will let you drink in the beer gardens again, so we can get back to the back to the local, make fun of each other for misplaced passes, terrible yeah. shots, or whatever. That's that's part and parcel of Sunday League football. That's that's what makes it fun. You know, get a bit of exercise, vent your frustrations and just know that you're part of a team. So we're, I'm surrounded by a, a lot of good, good people at my club and, I, and in the league. And I couldn't be couldn't be more thankful for that. I think that I think that's one of the biggest things for us for for the Beehive as well. A bit like going back to the sort of back to the pub after the game, sharing a beer and just having a laugh and taking a mick out of somebody for something that they might have done and something that um, Andy and others kind of introduced like back in the day, sort of five six years ago, whenever it was, it's like donkey of the week. Um, so Andy, Andy's, Andy's team do it a little bit differently to what we might do we, we just vote on it and that's that his team, his, his team has something completely different but I'll let him go on to that but it's just that that camaraderie after the game and stuff like that before the game it's you know getting ready and doing your um, doing your warm ups and all that sort of stuff and you know chatting about what you might have done the night before and someone turns up drunk or whatever it might be you know and you're, you're having a laugh about that so it's just constantly I just I feel it like a Sunday it's just a release it's like you do, you're working a week, like you said, Andrew, you're working a week. Saturday comes, you're doing your family stuff or whatever it might be. Sunday morning hits. But as soon as that, I always find as soon as that Friday night hits, you're constantly then thinking about Sunday. 
Yeah. Um, so you're all day Saturday is preparing. Who have I got? Who's dropped out? Who hasn't? You know, who can I play in this position because that person's not there? You're, you're just your mind is constantly going. And then Sunday morning is just that release of just being able to get out and actually put it into action. Yeah. Um, and then talking and chatting with the guys and, you know, go, going back to the pub and stuff after. As I think uh, Alan's right, 12th of April um, or that, that Sunday, whatever that Sunday is going to be after that. Just going to be great. Just go back to the go back to the pub and huge shout out to the to the Beehive pub. They do us um, food and stuff like that after the game and um, pints and all that sort of stuff. So couldn't couldn't ask for more for that. I think we need to start uh, if we if we are sponsored by pubs, we need to help these pubs and have as many yeah, nights out and fundraisers in the pub and get all your money put yeah. behind because you know the 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 lockdown is is open, but. All of these types of businesses, restaurants and, you know, doing takeaways and stuff isn't going to keep them, isn't really going to keep them going. Pubs have been shut for forever. They've seemed to have the the piss taken out of them more than more than many. I don't think there's much evidence that, that anything uh, happens very much in pubs in terms of COVID and that. So they seem to have, they seem to have put a lot of investment into to, uh, to keeping the measures and making sure people were safe and you know these any any pubs in your local area. You need we need to start supporting these pubs because of that's um, essentially where Sunday league football is kind of born out of, isn't it? You're exactly. standing in a pub and someone goes, "You fancy a game tomorrow?" And you go, "Yeah, go on, then why not?" And then exactly. you find another friend from somewhere else, and then it all develops from there. So the pubs are, you know, the biggest part of building sort of Sunday league football teams. Really, I worked in uh, I worked in St Albans for a few years, and um, I know I, I think it's isn't it St Albans is the it's got the most pubs per square mile anywhere in. So yeah, I think it's also got the oldest pub in either England or something like that. It's the fighting cocks. have got the, like the oldest pub in England. Yeah, I hope, I hope at the back end of all this of lockdown that that's still the case and not too many have had to to shut down. Um, I think, you know, as I say, we need to start supporting our local businesses. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So Swanee with the mermaid, Obviously, you've you've got a bit of a you've had a bit of a charity thing going through lockdown. But what what do you guys do about about your mental health support and, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, look, we all very very much aware of it, and 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 look, I think right from the start, we we, we sort of said to each other, look, always be there for each other. Anyone can pick up the phone, and we, we had this sort of mantra of staying staying connected and and caring. Um, and that's that's the thread that's run through the, the, the whole the whole time. And uh, you know, people have have reached out, and we, we, you know, and we've just, we've just helped support each other. And it's been been pretty amazing, actually. Um, and I think it just it's going to bond bond the group even more. We we um, I've got to have a shout out to, to TJH Media, a young guy called Toby, um, is 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 going going into media, and he's been so helpful in in us setting up our Instagram and our mermaid and our um, Twitter account. And we, we've run two initiatives right through uh, the, the lockdown. One has been In Possession, which has been a, a Saturday afternoon quiz where, where each member of the team comes on and, and we have a really short, sharp quiz. And it's been, it's been building up. It's been absolutely brilliant. You know, everyone's been waiting. Who's coming on? Who's, who's, who's the champ? Uh, all this. And that, that's just been. And then for, for the love of the game, every Saturday morning at, at 930 one, one of the guys would have a one-on-one interview with Toby and they'd share their, their love of football, right? And, and some of the stories that the guys have, have shared, how, how they fell in love with football, football shirts, football boots, everything. And it's it just been so revealing 
Um, it, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. So, you know, for the love of the game and in possession have been really two big, big hits for us. And it's just kept everyone saying connected and, and, and cared. Um, and it's, it's, you know, that we, that's how we've sort of managed. Speaking of football shirts, Alan, I'm really jealous that you've got a Fiorentina. Top. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that straight away. I was like, "Oh, that is a tasty." I've always wanted a Fiorentina shirt. That thing, classic. I did. Um, I've got a few of them, and um, I mean, none of them are real. But um, <laughs> I did. I did think about um, which which one I was going to stick on tonight. Whether it was the uh, the Gaza Napoli one, or um, I've got the the Van Basten Holland one. There's just strips that I just grew up looking at and thought they are absolute crackers. And... Yeah, all the Italian the nineties through the uh, these uh, Italian shirts through the nineties are my absolute favourite. If I could own two shirts, it would be the Nintendo Fiorentina one. But Batistuta scored against Arsenal at Wembley. At Wembley, yeah. And uh, and I'd have a Sam, I'd have a Sampdoria one as well. I think that's an absolute classic. That's a classic. Yeah, I'm sure. That. I'm sure if um, I'm sure if we can arrange a guest appearance in a Hearts Ad League for you, refereeing one day, we can we can sort you out with something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've cut, got a cool lads. I've got a call out for Alan as well because uh, he, he's just had a little uh, baby daughter arrive. And, and I've got to say, right through lockdown, whatever time of day I've been out, I send Alan a little message and he's, he's, he's always there. He's come back, he's given us information. So he's a great guy, Alan. Really, really, really top bloke. Alan, congratulations. And no wonder you were keen to get on the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can hear the, hear the cry from now, but I mean, uh, that's an excuse to have a beer and um, I'm busy, darling. <laughs> yeah, we're just coming out the back of uh, my daughter. My daughter's just turned three and she's going to nursery and my boys are six. So um, we're just, we forget, we're beginning to forget about all the baby stuff again. And it's really, it's really nice to be able to. My, my, my son's in that same bracket. He's, uh, he's just turned three. So he's, but the days where he's at, uh, at nursery are the best days for me in terms of work-wise, because I can actually get something done. Yeah. Whereas the days where he's, he's at home, it's just like absolute chaos. And people at work now, I think, are just like, we'll leave him alone on those days and we'll just contact him when we know he's on his own. But um, that's, that's the other thing about like the, um, Sunday league stuff as well is that um, you get that kind of bit outdoors with like your son and stuff like that. You can take him along to like the football or whatever, and you get that time outside. Do you know what I mean? Because during lockdown, I think a lot of the time we've all just been indoors. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've, I've Andrew, you said it right at the beginning. I've worked from home pretty much since March last year, sat in front of a screen, just in a yeah. spare room, <laughs> no, not doing anything. And now it's yeah. the opportunity to be able to get outside. It's just, yeah, I just can't wait. Andy, what are the boys at Boreham Wood? Well, have you done any initiatives or has a group chat been been buzzing uh, or, or what? Yeah, our, our team is just ridiculous. Um, we're sort of quite firm believers that if we're not taking the mick out of you, we don't like you. So if you get taken the mick out of you, you're well liked. And I think that's just uh, simultaneous across everyone. So... But the thing is, you've got to be worried about the guys that don't say anything in the group yeah. chats and stuff like that. They're the guys that you've got to message privately that are even not as confident to like talk uh, talk up or say something. Yeah. Or you can see they've read the message but not not responded and stuff like that. So like talking to people, making sure they're okay. And look, look we forget that Sunday League gives people a chance for two or three hours of their lives just to completely forget about all the stresses, all the concerns, all the, everything that's gone on, unfortunately, in the UK, like you said, about people, unfortunately, passing away, losing jobs, whatever. It just gives them time just to forget about that and reiterate that. And I think 
me as a manager, Jim, Alan Swanee, you, you won't even need to do a first team talk when your first game arrives because you literally all you'd have to say is that lads just enjoy it. Just go out there and, and just play like you haven't played before because we don't know when it's going to get taken away again. So just go out there and play with a smile on your faces. And and that's what I intend to do. And as long as I give 110%, that's all I ask at the end of the day. And, and how long will it be, Andy? How long will it be until you shout, you should have scored that? Uh, <laughs> that's got to be five minutes in. We've got some quite good strikers, so <laughs> yeah. it'll happen. But... Um, yeah, look, we haven't done the stuff that Swanee and Alan have done. Jesus Christ. By the way, that is a brilliant effort, chaps. Brilliant effort. Yeah, I've been a bit, it's been a bit more casual, to be completely honest with you. Just, like, making sure people are okay in those group chats and yeah. just keeping engaged with stuff like that. Um, also, as well, obviously, again, going back to what Jim and all the others said, like the social club that we drink at, we basically have a fine system. So if you don't go back, you get fined. So even if people don't come back, which they do, you get fined and that money goes into the kitty and be spent at the club anyway. So they're not going to lose out. Um, again, Jim, you lose to the donkey of the week, which has been sort of almost uh, born from sort of uh, the days of the cannon, which was what the original Bournemouth FC was called. Um, yeah. So we make sure that people get like fed shots and all that sort of stuff after games. And, and like I said, just going back to the pub and just drinking and, and just having a good laugh about, yeah, like all the stuff that always goes on in games, misplaced passes, uh, foul throws, et cetera, et cetera, turn up late, whatever. You, you know what it is. So, yeah, we, we can't wait just to get back to all that. Can't wait. I think as a, as a, as a last comment on mental health, I've, I've said it before on another show, but um, I think everyone needs to realise how resilient and strong they have been. We've been through the worst. We've got through the worst this now we're through the worst of it. I, we'll never you know, touch wood with the vaccines and all that, that that are going on. It will never get back to the very height of, of what it was. And we've all got through the very worst days of this. So everyone who feels like they're struggling needs to give themselves a little pat on the back and realise that they have, they've got through this and they've got through the worst of it. I know we've lost people and that's awful, but anyone listening to this who's had a rough time during lockdown, you've got through the worst of it. Um, resilience is, is definitely a word that that, um, that we can use and everyone has shown themselves um, how strong they truly are no matter, if you, no matter how weak you may have felt everybody that's got through this has had some kind of hardship through this and just give ourselves a pat on the back and realise that um, we've all done a good job so congratulations to everyone uh, for getting to the end of this and, and we'll be kicking the ball very soon these last four days are going to feel as long as the last Three months though sadly I'm absolutely <laughs> it's terrible now but um yeah we can get there we, we'll be kicking the ball Monday if we want to be or Sunday or good Friday for you for you lucky boys um so future plans let's talk about uh the the league a little bit and let's talk about your clubs the progression I know Swanee you said you're adding the reserves um to your club which is brilliant um mm -hmm. how does the future look like for uh for the Boreham Wood boys, is it take it a season at a time and, and try and get as much money off your players for fun so you can drink it behind the social club bar? <laughs> yeah, look, we'll, we'll run until the last person standing. And we've been going for so long that we've always got a good, good group core of players, unless they sort of all of a sudden gave up, which most of them won't then we'll always be going. We've got a really, really good foundation um, and a good solid base, which I'm confident. But again, like any team, you can't take anything for granted. And 
Jim, as you've probably found out over the years, it's it's so hard to get. It's almost like you have like a, a recycle of players, and then when once a few flake off, trying to replace them is difficult. Mm. Um, especially when you've had a group of core players play for so long, there's only so mates they can ha- have, so many mates they can have to, to bring to football. So so it's important that you keep the younger lads engaged as well because like you t- talked about Andrew, keeping, bringing their mates along and, and like Jim said, down the pub, like, oh, do you want to come and play? Do you want to come and play? That, that sort of thing. And, and again, going right back to earlier, the social media stuff, that's what that brings it out to as well is, um, is also trying to engage people and, and trying to help as well. But at the same time, you don't want to overload your squad so people don't get a chance and lose interest. So it's a fine, fine, fine balance. Mm. Very fine balance. And obviously, teams here, uh, well in, uh, Warriors, you've obviously had a successful uh, or a big enough squad to start the reserve team. And then you start the reserve team and that, that 25, 30 players that you had available the year before suddenly dwindles and you're scraping two bare 11s uh, together some weeks. It, it's tricky, isn't it? It's, um, it's, that's what it was like for the first, um, for the first season. It's, it's been quite the opposite this season now. I think due to, <laughs> due to lockdown, I'm, I'm having, we're putting out the availability text and we're getting 18, 19 available for both teams each week. Availability um, text? Don't you use the Down to Play app, guys? Nah. Spond. <laughs> Check it out. Check uh, the Down to Play app. Our sponsors. Check out their 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 about the easiest app to use for player give availability. It, it <laughs> What's it called, sorry, Andrew? Down to Play. It's just a it's an app that you down all your players download it. The manager um, is an admin essentially, and you just send up you set up the games, and the players literally comes up with a game. Yes, players no just, yes, no, maybe. It's just a swipe, and then that sends it back to you, and uh, it's easier like than scrolling through. Kind of thing, then I'm guessing, then yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's um, it's a fantastic. Go. Give it yeah, a go. That's, that's good, mate. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot less hassle than waiting for <laughs> messaging back. It's I think than... in uh, I think in, pra- in practice that sounds great, but it's getting them to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Having to find all of the answers amongst pictures of uh, whatever goes into the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's much harder. Yeah, that is true. That what is are you insinuating here, Andrew? Yeah. Well, I'm in yeah. a couple of groups. What kind of pictures are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh. sorry, Alan. No, not a problem, not a problem. You mentioned that that maybe answer. That's my favourite answer for availability. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I'd prefer yeah, a no. I'd prefer a no dangerous answer, that. Very dangerous. Oh, just I'll give me a yes or no, it's no problem. Either way, just let me know. Yeah, so we've we've got the we've got the two teams running pretty consistently now. And I've, I've been asked by a few boys and I've had a few messages off of players looking for a game saying, can you, is there a possibility of starting up a third team? And it's just... We want to get another season with our reserves under our belts, and then we might look to look to expand. I mean, for the, I just want to get as my my kind of mantra is I want to get as many people playing football as possible, and I'm sure everybody here in this chat feels exactly the same yeah. way. I just love to see people getting out on a Sunday playing football, and if I can, if I can facilitate that, then then that's brilliant. I don't mind how many how many extra hours I need to put into like finances or the admin as long as people are playing football that's I'm, I'm happy that's that's the that's it in a nutshell isn't it Sunday morning football it's just all about participation getting people uh playing football that's what's that's that's what it's all about uh Swanee you're gonna have a busy season next year then by the sounds of it 
Yeah, we're really excited. And and to, to Alan's point there, you know, we we um we we just the group's just grown this this year exponentially. I mean, we, we've got we got 40, 40, 45 members, and we want we want the boys to play football. So uh, it was a, it was absolute no no brainer. I mean, the, the, the mermaid has evolved, and it's it's a it's a club absolutely with its heart in 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 the community. And from my perspective. Uh, you know, I want to grow it, build those friendships out, and I, and sort of my mantra because I, I love the coaching part of it is 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 develop the person and and develop the player, and I think those two go go hand in hand. Um, and if we if we get that right, um, then, yeah, we, we we really have got something something special on our hands. And and I want some silverware as well. The the um, the, the 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 pub there, there's an area in the pub and it's empty, so I, I want to fill it up. Dusty. <laughs> it's any, dusty. Absolutely. Are there any Spurs fans here? Yeah, there's there are there's plenty of Spurs fans. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so look very, very much. Uh, let's let, let's let's play football and let's get as many people as as, as we can. And uh, yeah, whether that's whether that's girls, boys, blokes, whatever it's let, let let's get them playing football. Fantastic, James. What's the plans for the BR reserves? The plan is just to keep going uh, as long as we possibly can. Um, I think. We've got we've got a mix a real mix of players. We've got some uh, very experienced and, and a lot of sort of younger players. Um, I think as was alluded to earlier, it's trying to get the word out there and try and get more people to kind of join your club because you know the league is growing and that's great. But it's mm. trying to get people attracted to actually join your team in order to like carry on continuing that and I guess the the best way to do that is to start sort of winning things and you know winning cups and winning leagues and stuff like that and you get more sort of like attraction through doing stuff on sort of social media and stuff like that to try and bring more people in um I guess you know it's great that the league is growing um I think where years gone by you could probably pull on two or three people that had a mate that you know knew someone sort of younger or you know that wanted to come in and play they're all now setting up their own teams which yeah. is, it's great to see for the league. It's great for that. But it's, your contact list almost gets, you know, 50% smaller because now everybody is building a team or starting a team with their mates that are coming back from universities or whatever it might be. So it, it's, it's quite hard to sort of attract players. Um, so we, we, we'll keep going. And I think one of the real sort of disappointing things from last year is that didn't really get that opportunity to get into the pub. Um we really want to, you know, we're a group of lads that will go back to the pub and they're really good to us. Um, but we didn't really get that opportunity because COVID hit and we, you know, we, we weren't able to sort of get into the pub. Um, so, yeah, I think the future plan is just keep on as we're, as we're kind of going now. I've got a great, really, really good committed bunch of lads. Can't ask any more from them. We're getting 17, 18 every week and sometimes having to turn sort of people down or not give people as many minutes as they possibly would like. Um, so the plan is, yeah, just to, to keep moving forward and hopefully build the team and, and, and get what is now already a core group, have that sort of slightly bigger for the future. And upset the Mermaid's title title bid. And upset the Mermaid and Forza Watford. <laughs> no, and they're oh, going to be fair. Swanny's like, what's going on? No. He's been enthusiastic <laughs> all everyone, like, everyone, Everyone's competitive within that league. And I think like um, Alfie over at Falls of Watford will say, you know, that they're, they've got a great sort of chance of winning something this year. We'll not want it to be sort of none and void. We want to make sure that this season sort of goes ahead. I think Andy and I kind of experienced last year what it's like for a team that are doing pretty well to be yeah. top of the league. I think we were, Andy, and the sort of none yeah, and void and stuff like that. We didn't really get the opportunity. You unfinished business. Um, yeah. Warriors, uh, the, yeah. The first year reserves and 
we were all, I think we were joint top of that league and it went none and void. And um, yeah, and then obviously, like you rightly mentioned, Jim, obviously you, you, I did my own thing, you did your own thing. And then in amongst that, a few of the other boys set up um, what they call Boromwood. Boromwood Raiders. Raiders, Raiders in amongst all that. So like you said, the contact list went down, but it's good for the league and they're in your division as well. That um because obviously they're good players well, it's competitive all the way around. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's a it's a great thing for the league, but it's almost trying to find those people for the future. It's it's yeah. where where do you kind of spot those people? And I mean Swanley seems to have the magic answer because he's got a, a, res- a reserve side and so is Alan and you know, so there 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 are people out there that want to play. It's just making sure that you find them and kind of um, run run the right schemes almost. Find, yeah, I think, exactly. I think it's also I think it's also on the league to provide a provide a level of competition for everybody of all abilities. Like what like the the main problem in Sunday League football is these these teams that form start in the bottom leagues and just win win for the first few seasons fold and then the players get back together in the bottom yeah. division again and just we've got a we've got a side and I mean I hope they don't take offence at this but Royston Royston reserves Royston mm. reserves are they're equivalent to the, the East Sterling of Scottish football. They've, they've, found, a, they've found ourselves at yeah. the at the bottom of the bottom division for, for a good few years now. But the camaraderie, the team spirit they have got, they show up with a squad of 15 bodies every week. Rain uh, the thing, the thing about them. that as well, just to jump in and sorry to cut you off, Alan, the thing about it is when you play them, they don't roll over. It's no. not like they're, it's not like they're, they're a give up attitude or anything and they're, they're just to have fun. They actually, they give it, you know, they give it a good go and they're not, they're not always sort of like the whipping boys and I know that's not what Alan meant by it, but they're, they're a really competitive bunch of lads. It's just, and they, it's credit to them that they just keep going every year, no matter how many times they might sort of lose or, you know, not not get as far up the league as they might want to. But great mm. bunch of lads. I think that's the, that's the case for most of the teams in St Albans. And, you know, um, Swanee can say like for our league as well, it's competitive, but everyone's, you know, everyone's nice enough. It's not like a, a big rivalry against any team or anything like that. It's but fair play to them. They keep just going, and even the teams in the sort of bottom division as well. You know, that are bottom of the bottom, and you know, I haven't sort of looked there, but fair play because they keep going. They keep the leagues going. If they if they were to sort of fold, you know, that's three or four sort of big teams that you wouldn't be able to play. They're the, they're so, the kind of bread and butter of the league, really, aren't they? If you think yeah, like it's all well and good having. It's good for leagues if you get a bit of notoriety from a YouTube team that's got. X amount of 100,000 views. But this is what I was talking about earlier about the YouTube scene. It's teams that turn up every week with 15 blokes and they might get beaten three, four, five nil every week. Every league has them and every league luckily has those fantastic uh, teams that just give anyone a platform for football, however good they are. So we've got a team in our local league AFC Sport in Greenwich, they they were going through a period of getting beaten double figures every week, but their thing is that they're inclusive. So anyone from any sort of background or any sort of orientation or anything, they, they don't turn anybody away, which is obviously mm. what you should do, but their club is to be inclusive and they're fantastic. And luckily, you know, they every time they win a game, every, everyone in the whole league celebrates it because they get they were getting tonked every every week and you know, they've won a couple of games probably in three seasons, but these teams are the bread and butter for leagues that keep Absolutely. them going, as as Andy said. 
So we celebrate all the good teams and we want all the good teams to go and do their bits in the uh, county cups to represent the leagues. But the mainstay of leagues are, are these types of teams that we should definitely, definitely be celebrating. And what about Royston as well is going back to your original point about like when uh, these big teams come out and start a new team and start them in the bottom league. How many times will have Royston seen that and unfortunately been beaten eights, nines, tens just because of like some team wanting to rock up and, and do that too. And, and I don't know about you, I think we've all played in games where you've been on the receiving end of it or on the good end of it. It's not even fun. Like even winning 10-0 isn't, I'd rather get a grind out a good 2-1 win with a last minute winner or or holding on with flying blocks and goalkeeping saves or, or whatever. You'd rather that than winning 10-0 or 8-0, whatever it is. It's not really that fun like at the end of the day. So you literally can't credit Royston and, and other teams all around the country for doing that year in, year out. And, and like Alan said, they turn up fifth, at least with 15 every week. They've got two teams as well, like at least 15 and just giving it a good crack. And the way they see it is, look, we'd lose a draw. Just we're going to be there next week and we're going to have another bit of fun. And, and you should see them when they score. They absolutely love it. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun to watch like, at the end of the day. And yeah, all credit to them guys because they deserve it at the end of the day. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely tempted fate because I've got them in Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, form is out the window. Oh, well, you so. know who we're all supporting now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's another really interesting uh, di- dimension to all of this as well, which I, which is that there's the whole there's a whole crop of uh, not non-league players who aren't playing. I wonder if they're all going to be signed for uh, a number of Sunday league teams uh, in in the Hearts Abbeyside Sunday football. Is that you, Sonny? You, you're no. not telling us, mate. No, 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 no. That's how you're getting. Swanee did look like he had a big grin on his face there. (laughs) But I'm, I'm just thinking. You know, we, we just, yeah, the restart could, it could really be turned on its head because there are, there's players who who, who want to play football who aren't going to get it in non-league. So I'm sure they're going to be sniffing around. I'm not against. I'm not against that happening personally. What I am against is players coming along playing for three months and then not bothering next season. If if the players, if they come in and enjoy. Sunday League football, which no doubt they would do if they go in mm. with an open mind. Um, obviously, if the league or the division matches their talent, so if they're a, a good player, they're playing in the top division and they yeah. find it comp- competitive for them and they mm. get to actually get out of second gear in a game, then we, you welcome them. It's, it's just the, it's just the, the players that are going to come in, uh, someone who's been there all season, playing their subs and, and happy with their 10, 15 minutes a week. If, if players like that start getting booted out of teams for three months um, and then they don't... Well, they'll be dead then, if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, it won't. It won't work. I think others, yeah, others will just lose interest. Yeah. There, is the, there is the flip side. There is the flip side that if a, if a team is on the cusp of doing something at the moment and they get promoted on the back of getting all these players in, then they find themselves about... Them, next season in a, in a higher division, then they're going to get absolutely stuffed and the, there's a chance clubs in that situation, obviously, of, uh, they uh, regularly fold. They just think... The cut-off so, is, so um, cut is soon though, isn't it? So the, for signing players. So cut-off is the 31st of March, I believe. 31st of March is the, 31st of March is the cut-off for transfers. Obviously, exceptional circumstances given, like, like if, if a team comes to us and they can say, look, we have... We've lost all these players. We can't field a side. Then changes. I mean, we'll make yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. We that's are. Fair enough. We, we are monitoring 
as much as you can through social media and a Google search. We are monitoring big groups of people signing for the same team that might come from a division much higher. To, yeah. And then it would just it would make a mockery of the, let's say, for example, if Swanee was to sign on five first-class players, which you wouldn't do, like, and just and run away with the league at the end of the day. We don't want that from a from a committee's yeah. perspective. We want yeah. to be a, a fair league. Totally. So we must on our as our outro, we must congratulate the league. It sounds like you're going to uh, bolster numbers of the league by twenty percent uh, next season from fifty to to sixty. That means uh, teams are noticing the good work that, that the committee are doing, along with the teams supported by the teams. Obviously, um, I wish you guys all the best. I hope, as I say, I hope Sharpie carries on uh, contributing for our all around the league show and uh, doing the the work he does, giving us the results and and his predictions and, and all that type of thing for the for the show, which is really nice to to hear. Um, I wish all you guys uh, the best, all you all the best for the rest of the season. Hopefully, uh, Swanee, you'll you'll get that uh, that title. Maybe we'll let uh, BR reserves win against you, but you, we hope you still get the title. <laughs> Well, it'll be an interesting game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it will be now. Uh, yeah. Andy, I wish you boys all the best. And it sounds Thank like you. it sounds like you're it's a really good club. And Alan, uh, with your well in Warriors, it sounds like you're going to continue to try and grow the club, uh, give lots of people um, a game of football with whichever level they 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 choose to, and uh, keep up your good work with the committee. It seems like you've had a, a glowing reference from all the clubs so uh, on on the show tonight. So. Uh, well done on that. Thank you. Lads, Thank you I wish much. you all the best. Enjoy the restart. And I'm sure I'll speak to you again in the summer if we do another series um, during the end of the season. I wish you all the best, boys. Love to Andrew. Good Thanks so much. Season, Cheers, boys. Andrew. Cheers, yeah, guys. Good luck, everyone. All the best, lads. Come on, Ray. Cheers. Keep up with play. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.